Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning. Buenos dias. Hola, como le va? This is 31 de octubre. The world calls it Halloween. Ugh. Did you know in New York City, there's more people celebrating Halloween and there's more to do about it than Thanksgiving and in some ways Christmas. It's true. In lower Manhattan, in the village, in uh, Soho, grown people are acting like fools and children going around dressed as goblins. Dude, you're 48 years old. Get that thing off of you. Trick or treating, not a good thing. Magic, Halloween, ghosts, and all of that, no one says a word and, and points out the ridiculousness of it. But just say Jesus and people come unglued. Well, we learned as we started Hebrews yesterday, the first verse in the past, Old Testament times. Here's the contrast, Old and New Covenant. The Old Covenant is the one that God made with Israel through Moses, through the law. Starting with Abraham, he made a covenant, and then the law was added, and that's the Old Testament covenant. We do not live under that. If you're a believer in Jesus, whether you're Jew or Gentile, we do not live in the Old Covenant. We do not, we're not asked to observe the holidays. We can eat pork. Oh, yeah, we can eat pork. How about some ribs today? It's going to go on now and contrast the difference between the covenants. Now, why is this so important? There are a lot of people who say they believe in Jesus, but it's an oxymoron. They're Old Testament Christians. You can't be an Old Testament Christian. There's a new covenant. We're not under the law of Moses. We're under the law of Christ, not to be justified, but we want to obey him to please him because he saved us by grace. The law was given just to show how sinful we are. Couldn't save a soul. Why was the law inadequate? Had no life in it. It was written in stone. And my problem, your problem is in mi corazón. I need a new heart. You know what I'm saying? And the law that says do this, do that, I could agree with it with my mind, but what gives me the power to obey it? Only the new covenant through Jesus Christ. Also, we're going to learn here where you can't pick and choose Old Testament verses and apply them without looking at the new covenant. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. No promise or command in the Old Testament is for us to be applied as believers unless it's mentioned again and reinforced in the New Testament. And the New Testament has many commands that we are to obey to be pleasing to God, which are not found in the Old Testament. Like turn the other cheek. Like forgive 70 times 7. Like pray for your enemies and love them. You're not going to find that in the New Testament. Listen, in the Old Testament, that when they attacked Jericho and the wall came down, they did not start singing, uh, make us one, Lord, make us one. No, no, no. Warfare. Killing, we're not living under that. We don't have enemies that we want to kill. You wouldn't know that from some Christians. Talk politics with them or even race, and they 
do not exhibit the gentleness and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this letter was written, don't go back to an inferior way. Don't talk Old Testament Moses. Talk Jesus. That's how God has spoken to us. Listen, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, through his son. And what's unusual is there's no sentence from Jesus in this book. So what it's doing is describing the greatness of Jesus, not quoting what Jesus said. God has spoken through his son, but it's stepping back and saying, what does the son do for us, say for us? What do we learn about God through his son? Now describing his son. Now this is things, this is a truth, a couple of them that are not familiar to a lot of Christians. But in these last days, verse two, he has spoken to us by his son or through his son, or actually literally in the Greek, in son. His message is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you say God, make sure you clarify it. He's the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because God could mean anything to anybody. Whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. Two things about Jesus here now. Through whom he appointed, whom he appointed heir, H-E-I-R, of all things, and through whom he made the universe. Let's go to the second one first. Jesus didn't start to exist in Mary's womb. Jesus is the eternal son of God. And when God made the universe, he made it through in some way that we can't quite fathom. He made the universe through the son. The exact wording wording is through whom also he made the universe. Everything that exists was created by God through Jesus and for Jesus, for he is the heir, H-E-I-R, of everything. In the end, the Father is going to give everything to the Son. When all the smoke clears and the dust settles, he is the heir of all things. The Father's giving it to him. He went and suffered and died on the cross, gained salvation for all who will believe, not for a select group of people. He died for the sins of the world. And it applies to us as we put our faith in Jesus. And because of that, God has given him a name above every other name. Everything on the earth, above the earth, everything is going to be given over to Jesus. He's the heir. You know what an heir is. The father dies, the son gets everything. The father's not going to die here, but he's chosen Jesus to be the heir that he gives everything to. And good news. In another part of the New Testament, we are sons and daughters, we're sons of God. And because we're in the family, we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What he inherits, we inherit with him. No, you can't make it up. It's so wonderful. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Well, what's he an heir of? Everything. You know, not a bank account here. Every bank, everything. Not those bank accounts don't mean anything. Everything. All the glory. All the honor. All the praise. Everything. The universe is going to be given to him as an heir of the Father. And we're going to be with him as he receives that. Do I understand all of that with clarity? No. But what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, and I inherit with him 
everything the Father has chosen to give him. Oh, praise God. We win in the end. Now we suffer. But if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. See you tomorrow. Thank you.